You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. And uh, we already uh, broke down uh, what was happening in the wildcard round. Now we'll turn our attention as we have a better indication of uh, what's going to go on for the divisional playoff round, the four games that we have this weekend. It's a matchup Thursday, and uh, we'll get to all the games. We'll look at the prices there on uh, FanDuel and DraftKings for particular players. We've got uh, four great games this week. I think they'll be even better and uh, more chances for scoring than we had last week. So excited about that. Again, you can follow me on Twitter, at Vinny Iron on Facebook, Vinny Iron as, as well as SN.com. We also, in addition to the picks there and odds and uh, other things you need to know about these games, I have my coaching tracker up there, so you can read about all the coaching changes, and we'll go in depth on those at some point in the offseason, looking at uh, how these teams are developing their staff. Still a lot of guys to be hired there, but interesting moves for sure all around to uh, make these teams hopefully better for purposes with their offensive coordinator and head coach. Now let's dive right into what we have in this uh, divisional playoff round. The first game is the Eagles and Falcons. The Falcons are favored in this one. So you look at uh, this one not being too high scoring. I don't expect it to be with these two defenses playing rather well. These quarterbacks, some question marks there. Matt Ryan just doesn't throw multiple TD passes. We know that. It has been a long time since he's done that. And uh, Nick Foles on the other side is completely hard to trust. So, if you're going to go with someone in this game, I think you have to avoid the quarterbacks here. You have Matt Ryan at 7,700 on FanDuel. He comes in at 5,700 on DraftKings for Nick Foles, 7,200 and 5,200. So I think you just avoid these guys. I just don't trust either of them doing too much in this game. I, I expect some big plays to be had. If you're going to go with someone in the passing game, I think you go to Julio Jones. You look at the matchups here, very favorable for Julio Jones against the secondary. So I think I could see a big yardage game for Julio Jones for sure. You're going to have to pay up to get him, however. He's 8,800 and 7,900. So I might make a pivot for a couple guys in the passing game. For the Falcons, I think I look at Mohamed Sanu again. He's just very reliable all over the field especially in the PPR format on DraftKings. He's 5800 on FanDuel, 5700 on DraftKings, so a little bit more expensive knowing that he's going to be involved in the PPR. So I, I go to him because I think Julio you're paying up for, but again, you don't know up front with Matt Ryan how much you're going to get. I, st I like Jones getting open, but I think that's going to open things up for Sanu on the other side, and you can get a very good bargain there. And if I'm going to bet somebody finds the end zone, I like Sanu over Jones. Jones did score last week, but kind of an EFIS pass, if you will, from Matt Ryan to get the job done there. So still not looking great in terms of that. We know he's not a big red zone guy anyway. So if you're looking for, I think in Fandle, you look more for Sanu 
there just because of the scoring potential. On the other side of things, I'm not feeling it for Alshon Jeffrey, 7,200 and 5,500 respectively on FanDuel DraftKings. This Falcons secondary has been very good. Desmond Trufant has made a real impact here. Robert Alford played very well on the other side. I think the guy that you would look at here is Nelson Aguilar more because you have uh, Brian Poole in the middle of the field. He still can be exploited. 4,800 there on DraftKings, 6,400 on FanDuel. So it's not a huge savings overall, $700, $800 less than Jeffrey. But I go with Aguilar just because of the matchup. I just don't like Jeffrey outside as much to give you the return on investment. So Aguilar and Sanu, I think playing off the main guys, you can get some good value there for sure in the passing game. I think I like Sanu a little bit more, but Aguilar not too far behind with the usage here. I think if you're going to go tight ends, two guys from Stanford here kind of followed each other, Zach Ertz and Austin Hooper. I think Ertz could be definitely involved. I think he's a guy that they need to get going here. There's a good chemistry with Nick Foles. So I expect it to be an Ertz-Aguilar game there in the pass game. And for the Falcons, I think Sanu is going to be a central part of what they do. I think you'll also see plenty of Tevin Coleman out of the backfield as well, maybe being used more as a receiver. So that's a good transition to what we see in the backfield in this game. And Freeman, I think he's a sneaky play because everyone's going to be off him here for sure. 7,200, is, is his price here. He's going to still get the high volume. I know Tevin Coleman is not a bad guy to look at if you're playing in more tournament formats and you want a little bit of a pivot. But Freeman, I think, in a cash game is going to come through because the volume is going to be there. The weather is going to be nasty. It's his type of game. They're going to start to grind with him, with Freeman. So that's where I kind of go. I think Coleman, if you're in a tournament, go there. But I think cash it's Freeman that you're going with in the backfield. Now, better than both of those guys who I like, looking at the price, is $6,900 for JHI on the other side, 4600 on DraftKings. I really like him on DraftKings because I think he's going to be involved in the passing game quite a bit here. That uh, We've seen him in the past. I think he's underrated in that capacity. So I think Ajay is going to get a high, high volume. And then if you're going to go for volume guaranteed, I think you look... 6,900. So the Falcons backs, the little split and the usage is a little bit of a question mark. Ajayi, you remember he did have 130 yards rushing his best game as a Dolphin this season against this Falcons defense. They've only allowed one guy to go over 110 yards in the next, in the last two years here. And that was Ajayi. So you look at him and I know it's a different team, different situation, but Let's hope they feed him, and I think they will. I think this is the key here for the Eagles. they got to go running game and defense here and try to uh, match the Falcons. The Falcons can open it up and be a little bit more confident in the passing game, where I think the Eagles have to be more diligent with the running game here and stick with their best back and Ajayi. If you're worried about other guys mixing in, I think they will to some degree, as they always do with the Eagles, but... This is why you uh, have a guy. Remember, he's had limited volume since he's come over from Philadelphia. So he's got a bye week. He's well rested, and I, I think he'll definitely be a big factor this week in uh, what what the Eagles do. And uh, and I, I think he's probably the best play on that side. I, I think on the other side, again, if you want to pay up for Jones, you can go there. But I think you go for more for more for the sleepers 
on the Falcons this week. The NFL playoffs divisional round, it's finally here, and I want to tell you guys about mybookie.ag, the number one rated online sports book. With your fantasy football season over, the only way to use your sports knowledge to win cash is by betting at mybookie, the sports book that makes it easy to deposit and even easier to cash out your winnings fast. They have odds on everything, live betting and an all-new prop builder. Create your own bet slips, bet how you want. You can bet from your desktop, tablet, or their world-class mobile site that lets you bet anytime, anywhere. MyBookie offers fastest no-hassle payouts when you win, so that's great to hear. The best news of all is join now and MyBookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. Just use the promo code Locked On. that's the promo code Locked on when making your account. You got to go to my bookie. It's it's just so much fun. The action is uh, real and exciting, and the the games are going to go away here pretty soon. So you don't have much more time to play. So you got to take advantage of that if you love the NFL and you want a little bit more action and uh, you're looking for it. My bookie is the place for you. Visit mybookieag.ag today and bet on the internet's favorite sports book. My bookie, you play. You win, and you get paid. Now, let's go on to our second game on Saturday. The Falcons was the first part of the doubleheader. They're traveling to the Eagles. And the next one is the Titans and Patriots. And the the Patriots are pretty well favored in this one, for sure. Uh, You look at 13.5, 14 points there. I think the Titans will keep it close, so... The news we already know is that you're going to have no DeMarco Murray. So a lot of Derrick Henry in this one for the Titans. and uh, So let's break down them first because there's limited options we know on the Titans. And uh, we'll start from there. Now, if you're going to go with Henry, I think he's a good value again. Only 6700 so he's $900 cheaper than uh, Deion Lewis, which... Uh, Lewis is facing a tough matchup against the Titans. Pretty good run defense, and they also sell out, stop the run, and are going to be pretty containing of Lewis. So when you look at that, $900 cheaper for Henry there in this game, he's a little bit more expensive than uh, Lewis on DraftKings, 7300 versus 6600 So that's an interesting development there, especially with Lewis uh, being maybe more of a potential pass catcher. So... You definitely like the fact that uh, Henry is still a bargain on FanDuel. I think on DraftKings, I'm not too crazy about Henry because you have to pay up a little bit more. Lewis, I'm not crazy about in either matchup just because I think this is a game where he can be contained here against the the run here. So when you look at the the backfields, I think Henry is the clear choice, but I like him a little bit more on FanDuel in the non-PPR format this week. I think they'll run the ball effectively to some degree and enough with Henry's volume where he's a good guy to have in your lineup, especially in cash games this week. In terms of other Patriots backs here, it's really hard to trust anybody, but they've rested some guys and uh, you have uh, Rex Burkhead that uh, could have a... Bigger impact now, James White. We're just not sure between Lewis, Burkhead, and White. So we pretty much know that Burkhead and White, the presence there, you're not going to see too much. Uh, Mike Gillisley could be inactive for this one for sure, so that's not a surprise. But I think I would go with the Burkhead 
If you look at him, 5,700, right in the middle between uh, Lewis and White on DraftKings. On FanDuel, he's comfortably behind what you're looking at for Lewis, 1,200. Funny enough that Mike Gillisley is actually priced ahead of uh, James White on FanDuel. But Rex Burkhead is the guy I'm going if I'm going for a pivot away from Lewis and Henry. That's the guy I'm looking to in this game because he can always score a touchdown. He's going to get involved in the passing game, so that gives him a little bit more feel on DraftKings in the full-point PPR format. So that's kind of how I break down these backfields. And Henry, you can't deny that he's one guy that's going to get a ton of volume this week for sure guaranteed among all the backs in this mix. I mean, he's the only guy other than Le'Veon Bell that has the backfield pretty much all to himself, so you have to keep that in mind for sure. Now you go for quarterbacks here. I really would think about paying up for Tom Brady this week. You look at him, the pricing is not too bad here in relation to the rest of the field. 8800 for Tom Brady, 7000 on DraftKings. So 8800 FanDuel, 7000 DraftKings for Brady. I think Dick LeBeau, what Tom Brady has done against his defense in the past has been uh, just spread it around, throw it around, and I think this is going to be a high Brady game. That's why I liked Burkhead as the pass-catching back. Probably that's going to be the most active here of those backs. So when you look at it, uh, Brady can spread the ball around, and uh, they're going to trust, put the game in his hands. This is what we've seen before against the Steelers in this type of defense that the Titans are running. So I would expect that the secondary is not very good for Tennessee either. So I could see a big, big game for Brady where they just have him throw 35, 40 times as the best way to uh, defeat the Titans. And they also want to build a big lead to take the Titans running game out of commission here as much as possible in the second half. I know the Titans tend to stick with the run, but the Patriots game plan lines up against their defense and their offense. And you look at Marcus Merritt on their side, 7,500 on Fandle. 5,900 DraftKings. I do kind of like Mariota again because of uh, his running ability. I think the Patriots expect that to cause some problems. You can uh, spread the ball around a little bit, use his multiple receivers here, use his legs, play off the running game. So not bad for Mariota, but I think this is the type of week that I'm going to pay up for a quarterback and be sure, and I think that's where I would go with Brady in this one. Now, who does the damage among the weapons. I think you have to start with the tight ends here. Rob Gronkowski, I think he could have a monster game. So if you're going to do a stack, I think that's where you look. I know, again, it's very pricey because he's a, a good uh, 8500 there on FanDuel, 7100 DraftKings. So maybe I would do this more on DraftKings with this combination. I know you have the extra start there, but overall, I don't think you can afford Brady Gronkowski. I'll give you the stack there that uh, you can go with one. But I do really like Gronkowski this week. He's the one safe pick at tight end. There's really not too much out there. There's Delaney Walker on the other side is not bad, but the Patriots can actually defend the tight end pretty well. So I'm not as crazy. I think you go pay for Gronk or stay away from tight end in this game for sure. At wide receiver, Brandon Cooks is the guy that I would try to stack with Brady this week. It's fantastic here. 7,000 on DraftKings. 7700 on FanDuel, so a little bit cheaper than Gronk that uh, you can invest in here. This is the Cooks tap game. This is why they got him. Cooks can move all over the field. We know this Titans secondary is not very good. They have a Dory Jackson, so Cooks 
quick guy, speedy guy, all over the field, outside, inside. Cooks can be very destructive in this game. For the Patriots, Chris Hogan, of course, is going to be in play as a sleeper, but I'm not sure between him coming back from the shoulder injury and the presence of Danny Amendola if I really want to pay up because I think Amendola could be involved if they spread the field a ton in this game opposite uh, what Cooks does on one side and Gronk as well. So I could see a lot of Cooks and Gronk and not much else here. So and if Hogan and Amendola kind of split the rest of the production, I'm not crazy about it. But I think if you're going to go, you might as well go for the bargain in Amendola. He's 5,200 and 4,100 versus Chris Hogan is 6,500 and 5,200. So significant difference there. I don't know if the difference is going to be there in the production and the usage this week. But Cooks, definitely, that's the stack I'm going for with Brady this week over Brady and Gronk. It doesn't matter which format you go with. I think there's... In DraftKings, I think it's a little closer because Cooks and Gronk are $100 apart. But in FanDuel, it's a pretty easy decision here because Gronk is 8500 and Cooks is 7700 So $800 difference there, significantly there. And then you look at the Titans. Now, Richard Matthews, everyone is on a little bit. But if you look at it, Corey Davis has started to be more of a factor here. He got seven targets last week. Yet Eric Decker is also getting a little bit more involved. Remember, he had the touchdown last week. He had five targets, so seven and five for them. And Rashard Matthews, when you look at him, he only had two targets against the Chiefs. So, again, people are going to pay for Rashard Matthews, but I think I would go more Corey Davis. They're, the price, I think, reflects that. 5500 to 5400 on Fando Matthews to Davis. And in the other format, I think, you look at DraftKings, I think they have a little bit more off here based on recent developments. 4500 for Matthews and 3400 for Davis. So a little bit of a disparity there between the two sides. But I think I'm going to go with Davis there, the rookie. This is the type of game where they need to get him involved. I think they can uh, contain Matthews and Walker here, make him throw to a – make Mariota throw to Davis and Decker a little bit more. Decker's just so touchdown dependent why I think Davis could be – consistently involved in the offense. I think he was a little bit off with Mariota last week, but I think this is time for the rookie to shine. So if I'm going to go there, at wide receiver, you must, with a Titan, I think you go with Corey Davis for sure. Now let's flip the script to Sunday. And uh, Sunday, 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 the Jacksonville Jaguars travel to the Pittsburgh Steelers. You remember the first game was pretty ugly in favor of the uh, Jaguars, 39 there. Just came out and destroyed Ben Roethlisberger at five interceptions, two sacks in that game. So you're probably going to be pivoting off Ben Roethlisberger. I think that would be a mistake because I think that's a good guy to go a little contrarian this week. The problem is you're going to pay up for uh, Ben Roethlisberger pretty well, $8,000. So you're going to pay him up. He's, got, he's almost the same price as Drew Brees, who's 8100 So you're going to have to pay up, but he's not a bad switch up from uh, what everyone else is going to play this week because everyone's going to look at that first game and be afraid. But I think Antonio Brown, he tore up. He's going to be in this lineup. He tore up the Jaguars the first time. He's going to be healthy with a calf injury and be a full go in this one. So Brown can have a big impact. And Juju Smith-Schuster, remember, he was not a big factor in the first matchup either. 
So that's going to help because that pushes the matchup down and opens things up for Martavis Bryant. So I think you could go for Antonio Brown in the cash game. He's 9,000 on FanDuel 8,100 DraftKings. But the guy I'm looking at more is Martavis Bryant because we know how good this uh, secondary is of the Jaguars with A.J. Bowie and Jalen Ramsey. So Ramsey and Bowie are going to probably be looking at uh, Brown and Smith-Schuster for most of the time. So I think that opens things up for Martavis Bryant, and he's a good $1,000 cheaper, 5000 versus 6000 for Juju Smith-Schuster on DraftKings. He's only 300 cheaper on Fatal, so I like Bryant in relation to Schuster on DraftKings, 7000 to 6700 Smith-Schuster to Bryant on Fatal. So I go more Smith-Schuster in that format, but the key thing about Smith-Schuster, they can move him in the slot, into the Aaron Colvin matchup a little bit. I think they can do the same with Bryant if they can go deep here, but you figure that things are going to open up on one side. I think the Steelers at home, we know Ben Roethlisberger is a better quarterback at home, so I, I would expect Smith-Schuster have a little bit more versatility, but the prices are pretty close, and I expect both of these guys to be on the field quite often. I think you have to look at who is the slightly better bargain in relation to the other, and uh, it's clear that uh, Smith-Schuster is the safer play while Brian is the upside play here. If you're going to cash game, I think Smith-Schuster's a lot better than you think against the secondary because the key with him is getting enough snaps in the slot, and I think they'll give him an opportunity to do that, use Bryant to get him in the middle of the field, and expect plenty of that. Now we go to uh, what I'm looking at. Elsewhere on the Steelers, I think you can look at Vance McDonald. I think he's this very sneaky sleeper here. He's 4500 so he's cheaper than Jesse James. And everyone's going to be on James as maybe the sleeper instead. But Vance McDonald really is the athlete, athletic pass catcher they like here better in this offense. And, and uh, 3500 to 2500 there on DraftKings, the separation. So you're looking at a consistent $1,000 difference between these two. But... McDonald is a guy, especially you like him in a tournament play because he's been a big factor here of late, and uh, he's been healthy. Remember, he wasn't healthy before. Then uh, Antonio Brown's injury gave McDonald a chance to be featured. They love this guy. That's why they traded for him. He's a little bit more wiggle and uh, big playability than James has. James is okay, but I think Vance McDonald is just a better talent. So that's where I'm going to go with. That's a sneaky play in the Steelers passing game. Now, Le'Veon Bell is Le'Veon Bell. If you want to pay for him, that's fine. He's 9400 however, on FanDuel 9600 DraftKings. So it's going to be really hard to pay up for someone that much in this particular week, especially when I want a piece of Brady as much as you can have to play in your lineup. So I think you look more for the Henry for the workhorse alternative than find a sleeper committee back instead to put in as your RB2 this week. I think that's where you have to go. I think if you're going to think about Leonard Fournette, don't expect him to go off the way he did in the first one. I know he had that long touchdown run, 90-plus yards there, that really helped his uh, production in the first game, but I don't see that happening again this week. So I think the Steelers are going to play the run pretty well. So Fournette could be bottled up again. They're going to dare Blake Bortles to beat them. They have strong pass rush, so could be tough sledding here for Fournette. So Fournette and Bell, I'm pretty much off on this game. Bell more so for the price, Fournette more for having a repeat of what happened last week. Now we go to the Jaguars 
passing game. And you look at Blake Bortles, I don't think you can go there at all. Very tough. I don't care what the price is with Bortles. The 7100 there on FanDuel and the 5000 DraftKings. You just cannot go there this week. It's just too, too risky. I think you instead you might have to look at a target. I don't think you can look at the tight ends at all with the Mercedes Lewis. I think you have to go totally away from there. Look at the pricing here. Marquise Lee, 6,400. D.D. Westbrook, 6,100. Keelan Cole, 5,800. Allen Hurts, 5,400. The problem is with all these guys healthy, it's hard to know where the targets are going to go. I would still think it's a lot of Marquise Lee in this one. But uh, if you're going to go there, it's a little bit desperate to me just because the way they're spreading it out. And I think they can tell you as well with the FanDuel DraftKings prices, putting these guys so close that not even uh, they know for sure what is going to be the standout uh, wideout on this team this week. So I think you stay away from pretty much all Jaguars in this game. Defense, I think that's a bit of a trap as well. I think people try to pay up. I think I go more for the Steelers, 5,300 over the Jaguars, 4,700 there on FanDuel. It's 3,800 to 3,300 on DraftKings. So I think you definitely go with the Steelers. And this is why the Jaguars are priced lower. I just don't trust them in this second matchup because I think you'll have a lot of Bell, a lot of Brown, a lot of ball control, more careful with the football this time. Ben Roethlisberger will be, and that's what you'll get in this game. Now, make sure you're listening to all the great shows on the Locked On NFL Network. Locked On NFL Draft is about to hit the Senior Bowl, and going to be a lot of uh, Locked On NFL Network hosts at the Senior Bowl, breaking down things from Mobile, the practices, the coaches there that show up, the prospects that are making their way there. But uh, Locked On NFL Draft, listen to that show that week in particular in Mobile, live from Mobile as they uh, break down some of the seniors that are coming up in the draft, a lot of good underclassmen as well. That's your resource to know everything that's going to come down in April. So John Ledyard, Trevor Sikama do a great job on that show. Make sure that you're checking that out on a regular basis and so you can become a draft expert by the time April rolls around. Now our final game in the divisional round are the is the Saints and Vikings. And we'll start with the quarterbacks here. You have Drew Brees and Case Keenum, 8,100 for Brees, 7,600 for Keenum on FanDuel. On DraftKings, the prices are 6,300 and 6,100. So you look at this, uh, not much separating these two guys, but uh, Keenum is the guy that I would go if you're not going Brady this week. That's the particular guy I like. I mean, I like Drew Brees too, but he's on the road, and uh, we know this Vikings defense is pretty tough. Keenum, even against a, a tricky Saints pass defense, we know he's had some success in these type of matchups at home before Sam Bradford did carve up the uh, Saints secondary way back in week one before Marshawn Lattimore became the dominant force he was. That was a different type of defense, but I still like Case Keenum and his weapons here across the board a little bit more. And Brees, yeah. Solid if you need him, but I think if I'm going to pay up for a guy, I'm going for more. Brady is the chalk, and Roethlisberger is the pivot more, instead of Breeze right in the middle there at quarterback. That's just the way the pricing sometimes dictates things, and that's where we have to go this week. Now, stick with the guys in the passing game now for these teams. You look at Adam Thielen, 7,600 on DraftKings versus 7,200 for Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is more expensive on FanDuel, 8,200 
to 7,600, which is kind of weird to me because I think Michael Thomas is the more involved, consistent receiver. Thielen is more of the big play guy. I think we've seen Thomas go over 100 catches. He's a he's the guy in the PPR league that I'm going for. So that's that tells you where I'm going right now. If I'm going for a top receiver in this game, Thielen on FanDuel, Michael Thomas on DraftKings, that's an easy decision. Now we know the pivot. These teams are very similar in what they produce from the second receiver as well. Stefan Diggs versus Ted Ginn Jr. here. And in both formats, as you expect, Diggs is more expensive than Ginn. But Ginn, you look at the production, it's not that much different between these guys. We expect Diggs to be this much better receiver than the veteran Ginn. But if if an easy choice there, if I have to pick... And I'm going to slot someone in as a wide receiver three slash flex out of this game. I go with Ginn over Diggs easy because you look at the, the matchup there with uh, Marshawn Lattimore, that's going to be tough for Michael Thomas. So Ginn should see things open up. I think you'll see Adam Thielen bottled up a little bit by what you have with the Marshawn Lattimore. You have Xavier Rhodes on the other side on Thomas. So when you look at that, those things, you, you have to look at the number two receivers in this game for sure with Rhodes and Lattimore. And if you're going to go there, I go Ginn over Diggs for sure. Now, tight end is intriguing because I think this is where you can get a, a middle-of-the-road guy that can be productive and Kyle Rudolph, 5,900, and Josh Hill, 4,700 on FanDuel. We know that Josh Hill was involved, suddenly scored last week. But I think Rudolph is a bit the safer play. DraftKings 4700 for Rudolph, 2600 for Hill. It's uh, pretty close, but I think Rudolph is going to be involved. I think that's where the Saints' weakness is. And that's where, like, outside of uh, extra receivers beyond Thielen here for Case Keenum, I like Rudolph to be heavily involved in this one. So Rudolph is the way I go if I'm not going Gronk this week. I'm pretty certain of that. If you're going to dig a little deeper, I think McDonald in that Steelers matchup is a better sleeper than Hill for a possible GPP play for sure. So keep that in mind as you look at this game. So I think when you look at Hill, it's just two hit or miss. Well, Rudolph, you know, is going to be involved and get thrown to in the red zone for the Vikings. Now that leaves us with the running backs here. Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, Similar situation on the other side with the Jarek McKinnon and Latavius Murray. Similar kind of type of committees. You have the fast scat back. You have the power back in the mix here. Now, as you expect, Alvin Kamara is the most expensive of all these guys. 8900 on FanDuel, $7,800 on DraftKings. I think I like him on DraftKings because the full PPR format and the usage in the passing game, that's where he's going to get the job done the most. I think of these two backs, I like Kamara and Murray. That's how I'm kind of breaking it down. Most I know McKinnon could do a little bit of what uh, you see from uh, Christian McCaffrey last week, but I think Murray, it's better to just power through the Saints. you got to be a little bit more productive there and uh, get physical with them, wear them down a little bit, and I think Murray can do that. They want to keep the Saints offense off the field as much possible so Kamara can go off. So when you look at the game flow of this game, I expect the Vikings to play ahead from ahead. So Murray favors. That's going to have him a shot at a touchdown as well, which is I like. McKinnon's usage is just so hit or miss. It's not like it's an Ingram-Kamara situation. They just don't use them in the same way. So I, I can see Murray being effective there. 6,800 
versus 6,500 for McKinnon and 5,400 to 4,900. So you're paying a little less for McKinnon, but I think that's what you're going to get. Well, I think Murray is definitely where you're going in this Vikings backfield. Now, Mark Ingram, I just don't like because the Vikings run defense straight up is too good here. So they're going to have to work around it with Kamara and the speed and the quickness. So kind of an opposite approach that you're taking against these two defenses with the backfield of these teams, similar splits, but I think uh, it's a little bit more clear in terms of uh, who is going to do what mainly for these teams to exploit the matchup best. Now, if you're looking defense, I think you've kind of avoid the defenses in this game. The Vikings don't make a ton of plays here. So these would be the last two choices uh, of anyone. 4,600 and 4,400 are the prices on fan duel for the Vikings and Saints, respectively, 2,900 and 2,800. So, yeah, I think you just go away from this game. I think of all of them, they could this game could have the most points for sure. So... That's how I kind of break that down. I think if you're going to go for a defense, I think Pittsburgh is a pretty good one. And I think the next sleeper you look at is Atlanta. I don't think you go anywhere else with defense in your FanDuel DraftKings lineups this week. So there you have it. There's another edition of Locked on Fantasy Football. Another week is here in the books. We'll have uh, the fallout of all these games on uh, the next show on Monday. Thanks so much for listening. Again, check me out on Twitter at Vinnie Check us out on Locked On NFL Network and Vinnie on Facebook. Until next time, this has been Locked On Fantasy Football.